in a world of video stores and late fees. When movies ain't what they used to be, one podcast will change the world. They will embark on a journey to look at the good and bad movies from the golden era of home video. And things are about to get nostalgic. The VHS will rise and screaming will fall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, this has got to be the worst promo I have ever heard. No, it isn't. If you're going down the route of the video trailer, man, Dave, I want a training montage. Coming soon on a podcast near you. If you listen to one podcast this week, then you're probably listening to Joe Rogan. But if you've exhausted all of the podcasts, then the VHS Strikes Back is one to try. to another episode of Back to the Office podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Back to the Office, the show where we journey back to Slough's premier paper merchants, Wernham Hog, where life is stationary. Now, Chris, we are on the downward journey to the end of season two, and I still can't get over this mental thing in my head that season one is better than season two but i have to say i i I, when i watch each episode i'm thinking you know what i I actually think season two is better than season one i agree dave and i think you're right i have that mental block if you're gonna say i'm gonna watch the office i would never go i mean i know they go from the start but i would never go and pick it out i would go for series one straight away it's like i'll be the same pet Alvin's in pet for me. The second series is better than the first, but the first one's still absolutely, you know, that is my favourite show ever. But it's still brilliant. But if you give me a choice, guns in my head, I'm watching the second series. So I agree, as we've gone through it, there's more iconic moments in this second series that I remember. And I I think they all just mashed into one, Dave, because it, it was made mm. quite quickly yeah. after the first series. But yeah, I, I've, I've loved this. And I know we're on episode four now, but it's been fantastic going back again. Yeah, so this is episode four, Motivation, and before we get into the episode, Chris, have you got any stories for us that hit on notes that we get in this episode? Yeah, the, the one that, and I think it may have slightly touched on this, when I've worked, this telecoms place just sounds like Wernham Hog every time we do an episode, <laughs> and it was fucking 20, what, 17 years since I left that place, but... It's just a farce of a place. Like, it was an absolute joke. The only thing that I've got that's quite similar is fast-forwarding to the end when them training people ask David for a picture and the guy with the ginger hair's like, can we just have a picture? And he's got an old fucking wind-up Kodak picture and David's doing all them stupid poses across the desk and he's (laughs) leaning forward and putting his hands under his chin and that. And we did a similar thing because, and I mentioned this before, when I did them pictures that you've seen on Facebook where I've got my leg up on my (laughs) desk... And I'm doing all that. And I, that was that was because of the Brent uh, Meister General. But what I'd done as well, and this only came to me this week, so I'm thinking, what stories have I got? Them pictures ended up sort of hemorrhaging. Three, there was three of us just dicking around doing David Brent. Now, obviously, we didn't have 
uh, camera phones. I think we might have had a digital camera at that point in the office because of the marketing. And we used to get the marketing lad or the marketing girl to sort of follow us around the building. And we do stupid things. And there is a picture of me and one of the lads called Cameron. And we've got our shirts open down to the belly button, <laughs> looking in each other's eyes. Well, I, I had no fucking chest there at all at that point, And I'm fucking sparsely with it now. But Cameron was proper. He, his dad was Iranian or something. So he had like proper, he was dead hairy, Dave. You know, like Carpet. he had the fucking, yeah, he had the fucking Ryan Giggs when he opened his fucking chest. And we're there staring into each other's eyes. Then we would lay across a desk together, like Brent, when he was doing the chin thing. And this went on, and we had all these pictures. So we started, like, just pissing about, putting pictures around the offices. And and this, again, it sounds so too cute, this, but they're showing, like, you used to have the NHS, the MOD used to come in. You're showing these people around the building. And it's not me. They caught this picture of this Cameron with his chest out of one of the pictures, like, sort of, turned round with his arse provocatively looking at the camera, Dave. <laughs> well, we thought it was hilarious, right? And everyone's got like a copy of these pictures when we signed them, thinking we were obviously like 22, 23, just complete bellends. They were probably like, these two are a pair of dicks. And he got fucking bollocks for it. Absolutely bollocks. The, the sales director come in and, and saw it and he's like, what the fuck's this? And he was going mad. He said, fucking, if the customers have seen that, we're trying to, we're t- they were tendering for contracts day for like the NHS MOD. <laughs> and he's got his arse there bent over with his fucking shirt and tie on. And what does he do? He doesn't realise what the picture is. Yeah, he drops me right in it as well. He thinks they've oh. seen the picture of me and him staring into each other's eyes. Oh, so no. we were pretty close to both getting a fucking uh, written warning day for bringing the companies to distribute because they were fuming about what we'd done. Look, he doesn't sound that funny, but it was the fact that I was laughing my cock off at Cameron getting a bollock in, and then it was like <laughs> he dropped me in it by fucking not realising what picture they were because he was like, I think, I think the word was like, what, so Chris was involved as well? And he was like, oh, my. God, I was like, oh, fucking hell, I don't need enemies with you. So, again, Dave, a fucking Wernham Hogg, uh, ridiculous bit of, well, we thought he was, a, it, we, it is like David, we thought it was hilarious, and I bet everyone else just thought we were a pair of idiots. What about <laughs> yourself? Well, I'm going to flip something on its head, Chris, because we, we sometimes, when we go through these stories, we're like almost putting ourselves in the Tim role, you know, where the point of view in in the ridiculousness that's going on around and i was trying to think you know you've got the it guy simon haven't you telling his nonsense stories but i'm actually going to place myself in simon's shoes and it will make sense why i'm doing that in a sec so i don't think we've spoken about this on this podcast but i'm sure we have on like the vhs strikes back and stuff but obviously you know i i used to, when i was at university up in preston i used to do kung fu i did check and the club's still going up there it's uh you know 20 odd years later it's, it's still going strong and I think it was, let me think, was it 96 or 97? I took part in a tournament. Now, this particular style, it was, it was a Shaolin style. And there's basically five different clubs dotted throughout England, right? So there was one in Preston, there was one in Manchester, there was one in Loughborough, and there was one in London. And there's, there was one somewhere else, which I can't quite remember where that was. But I remember those, those four quite vividly. So this is not like every Kung Fu style, 
you know, you have these very specific styles and a club, and that's what the competition was for that style. So the reason I think it was probably 96 is because I was trying to get a job, you know, you, especially through the summer and that. You, you're looking for a few extra quid. And I went, do you remember Electronics Boutique, Chris? Yes, I do, Dave. And Game Ball and Electronics Boutique. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, at the time, Electronics Boutique were going strong. They were up there in Preston. And Chris, you know, these days you're more of a gamer than I am. But growing up, I was well into my games. I had all different kinds of uh, computers and then consoles coming through, you know, right from uh, an Acorn Electron, if you remember those, a Spectrum, uh, Commodore 64, Amiga. So I used to love playing computer games. So this... Getting a job somewhere like that was perfect for me, but I hadn't really tuned uh, my skills in putting a CV together. <laughs> so, and, and it's not really the, uh, you know, the today you can just go on Google, right, how to write a good CV. So I was kind of writing a CV like I thought if I was going for, I thought you just had one CV, and that's it. And whether you're applying for a real job or a part-time job or whatever, you just do it the same. So there was two things that I screwed up on. I didn't put in my hobbies or anything, anything about gaming. Bit of a screw up there. Um, but I, mentally, I was thinking about just having this one CV. But the other thing, Chris, was that I put that I won this Kung Fu tournament, right? This UK Kung Fu tournament. So I was the winner of the Shaolin Kung Fu tournament at the 65 kilogram category through, through the UK, or some words to that effect. And the guy just looked at me like, is that true? <laughs> you know, he looks at me, I'm about nine and a half stone wet, you know, and, and he just looked at me like I was so full of shit. And it's like, Chris, you know, when you walk through the security gates at, at the airport or something, you feel guilty, don't you? You feel like you're a drug smuggler or something, or I do. And I get anxious. I'm like, I feel guilty, even though I know I've not done anything. So in that moment, I'm like, I feel like I'm bullshitting. But And I tried to say to him, like, look, don't think Karate Kid. This was just, you know, I had two fights to win that thing. I, and it was in a sports hall. <laughs> this is not, you know, people, uh, you know, watching and everything from the stands, nothing like that. But as soon as you go to explain it more, it just sounds even more like you're lying. So <laughs> that was the uh, that was the only thing that I thought. Oh, can I bring it back to something to do with me? So yeah, it was it was fucking true, but it just sounded like utter bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, but you doubt yourself with stories like that, Dave, because you do this going, I don't know, I don't know myself. I've done that. You know, I like to tell a good story, but, I, and I will talk about this IT guy, and, and I think when you've achieved something like that, it's like, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? But that, like you say, to put it on your CV is brilliant. I've got to give you full respect there, Dave. Well, I, I, I d after that day... I'd never put it on again. <laughs> 1994 chess because, champion. <laughs> because it was factually correct, but it just, it sounds like bullshit. So, um, yeah. 
<laughs> I'd forgotten about that until I was racking my brains on this episode and I was like, yeah, probably I fucking hated that interview. <laughs> you know, it's terrible thinking back to it. But anyway, Chris, I mean, let's get into the episode. Let's go for it. We start off and we see that Tim's relationship with uh, Rachel is blossoming. You know, they're being very canoodly in the corridors there and Dawn's not happy with it at all. But we get David entering and he comes in. Last week we saw his, uh, what was it, Sergio Giorgini yeah. <laughs> <Jack> <laughs> And today we've got him. He's poked his uh, earring hole through and it's all bleeding. I mean, what do you reckon to the opening? Oh, Dave, it's brilliant. I mean, he's having an absolute midlife crisis. As soon as these people come in the last episode for his expertise and I'm doing the quote fingers is he's just gone fucking backwards, hasn't he? He's got the lever still on. He's doing the talking. He's looking at the camera. Dawn's there. And that earring's brilliant. And when he says to her, I need someone to carry my bags. And she goes, he goes, 100 quid. She goes, what? He goes, for an hour. She goes, for an hour? You went, uh, 80. Went, Hang on, you yeah. said 100, uh, 90. Uh, 100. And, he, and it's them. What I love about the office, it's the little lines that David says, or the other guys say, like, Tim will say, or Gareth, where... They'll say something that goes under the radar, and he's like, "It's fucking up, about hundred quid for all that for not doing anything or something like that." He really, he really flips it, and he's a terrible businessman. But Dawn's like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" But what we're getting while this is going on, we see Tim with Rachel, Dave, and he fucking hell, he's literally giving her one in the office the way they were going. I think if they've been in an office, fucking hell, he'd be getting caught with his pants down, literally. But yeah. <laughs> Abs- and we see that at the start, then we see it again, but it's brilliant. And then it flips properly to them two in the corridor and Gareth comes over, Dave. Oh, and my I, word. What? The, I mean, he walks past and the fucking, obviously Martin Freeman's got like this Rachel character there. He's got, Tim's got her up against the wall. He's right in there. He's getting a little bit of fuck. I think I'm sure there's blood pumping where it should be for him. And, and then Gareth just comes to us. I don't believe it. I don't believe it that you're trying to, you're going with a girl that I fancy. And he's like, he looks like a fucking Fisher Price man. A cartoon face. He looks like a Fisher Price man. And I'm fucking pissing myself because we always used to say about people going, he's got a cartoon face. You know, like, I know it's a daft name. Don't they, they look fake, the faces. Honestly, it gets gets me every time but it's these fucking dialogue about so if you were what what, what do you think then you know, don't 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 have to say now what, hand job and i'm like oh my fucking god <laughs> and he walks off it's just unbelievable gareth's character is brilliant in this second series yeah i, I mean it's so uncomfortable and fair play to tim you know he's just kind of rolling with it isn't he he's, he's not biting at the fisher price <laughs> haircuts or anything but it's it's the way gareth says it's like well is there anything that could happen with us while this is going on and she's like well like what and you don't expect him to come out with that line he's like well specifically hand job and he's like God. you don't have to answer now think about it <laughs> Now, obviously, I think today, well, probably even then you'd be up for fucking sexual harassment, wouldn't you? But (laughs) it's just his delivery in some moments in this episode. I think this is one of the peak Gareth episodes for me because he has several moments where I just think he's (laughs) he's on fire. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. And then we flip to the IT guy at Tim's desk and he's like, uh, 
what you're doing. Typical IT guy, Dave, from like years ago. Not now, I know it's a thing, but the IT guys and, and girls, they were always too clever wherever I were. They were just too cool for school. You know, they sort of looked down on you. I had a few people. That was one of the stories I was going to say, a couple of the IT specialists. And I'm not, you know, I'm not bad with computers and technology, mainly because I'll just go and Google and YouTube, but I love finding out how things work and repairing stuff. I'm the go-to guy in the family for daft things or friends if they need anything. I'm not an expert, you know, I, I just love the, the how things work and trying to solve that issue. And I got to get a bit of pride. My job is about solving stuff and fixing maintenance and all that, building stuff. So I love things like that. But he's there talking. He's like, what are you doing? Uh, put a firewall. All right. Well, how old is he going to be? Don't know. And, the, and fucking Tim's looking at me and he just goes, right, done. Right, do this, 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 and this. Did you get that? Yeah. And it's just like, holy fuck. And then he pans to Gareth's desk and he's talking. And he went, Gareth's talking about going fucking go-karting. And he's like, where, where'd you go? And he goes, I no did it. I was, I was that good. <laughs> he put the no professionals allowed on the fucking track. Uh, and he said, I was that good. I was one of the best in the country. I should take up Formula One. And it's Tim in the background looking, yeah. going, nobody's, but nobody can hear me. Nobody can hear this conversation. It's fucking, I know they say it again in a minute, but it's fucking brilliant that, Dave. It was uh, so many great moments, I think. Like you say, Tim in the background. His reactions to Simon's stories are just phenomenal. And, you know, like you say, he's telling, he's describing to Tim, he's saying, when it, you know, when it reboots, it'll ask you to hit yes, no, or cancel. Do not hit yes or no. Hit cancel. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Did you understand that? You know, he's got a real sort of chip on his shoulder. He's got this power, hasn't he? You know, as the IT guy, he kind of, you know, he's got the access, he's got the knowledge and, and everything about He's He's just fucking installing an antivirus thing, isn't he? But he's got that power. And it's when, you know, I love that line, no professionals. I said, I'm not a professional. He said, well, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was you, I'd take up Formula One. And Tim in the background is brilliant. But it's when Chris is going on about um, Speedway. And he says, there's a ramp. And people are watching on and they're going, oh, no, if he hits that, he's definitely going to be dead. I hit it. I spun around in the air and they're thinking, he's definitely dead. <laughs> and then I landed on the floor, said, what were you worried about? Oh <laughs> it's like, it's you know, he, he, he's midway through the air, but he can hear like everyone's saying, oh, he's dead. <laughs> you know, it's just, it is just absolutely fantastic. And, and just, it nails that character. And I'm pretty sure this is kind of, the, the IT crowd came out a few years after this, and I'm sure it used this guy as a huge inspiration for it. They must have done. I mean, I've only watched little bits of the IT crowd, Dave. So, so I, I'll tell you word for it. Cause it's not one of my, I know I need to watch. You've told me loads of times I need to watch. It. I do need to watch it, but it then pans to Neil talking to Dawn and then he's having a pop at David about, so um, oh, yeah. what's this about? You, you shouldn't have five o'clock. So do we not need Dawn then? You know, who's going to answer the phones? I, well, there's no point in doing it now. And, and you can see this is the point where Neil has had enough of David, Annie. And David's like, yeah. he goes, you've got no system in place. 
Davy does bar series. He goes, don't have a cow. You don't have a cow, like, man. Man, yeah. And he's just like, Neil must want a fucking deck him. And he's going, look, I'm your boss, David. And, and he's having a pop it. And then when he fucking has a go and walks off, David turns the door and went, I took the rap for you. Yeah. He, he does, he does like, the, the flappy mouth with his hand, doesn't he? He's oh, like, my God. What an absolute bell end. Oh, Dave, but the next bit, for me, pans back to Simon. For me, <laughs> I'll, I'll put on record, this is the best bit of the fucking episode. <laughs> he says, he's fucking Bruce Lee. And Tim's there. And he says, did you see Chuck Norris uh, with Bruce Lee? And then Gary goes, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, in Enter the Dragon, he goes, uh, no. Is it Way of the Dragon, he says, Dave? And he starts having a pop at Gareth about fucking the wrong (laughs) film. And that that is like so, when you're into statistics, I mean, you know, I could be like that. If I get involved in something, I read up on it. I'm like, no, no, it's this, it's this. And But it's it's the way the guy who's playing Simon just delivers them lines are fantastic. So the guy who plays him is a guy called Matthew Holness. And... um... He's he's worked on Gervais with a few things before as well. He's he's part of um, oh, what is it they call like the, there's a Cambridge club and all the top comedians. Well, a lot of the British talent has come through there, going back to like Monty Python and people like that. Even up to recently, you know, uh, Simon Bird from the Inbetweeners went there. It, it, it's this real talent conveyor belt. Um, but he just plays the, a brilliant role. And I must admit, Chris, it, it reminded me of you a little bit, this, where he sort of says, you know, Bruce Lee's not dead. Because <laughs> you do love a conspiracy theory, don't you? And it, he's he's telling him that he faked his own death to go undercover to investigate the triads. And Tim's like, well, it's, it's a good plan, isn't it? Because if you wanted someone to go undercover, uh, you'd probably get the most famous Chinese film star. <laughs> <laughs> but again Simon's delivery turns around and goes oh, and Rachel comes over like laughing he goes oh gone off door have you and fucking oh, Tim's face he's like yeah uh, shut up shut, shut up, up. Yeah, yeah, shut yeah, up yeah. proper gone Dave that whole segment is fucking gold absolute gold mm. it is brilliant but I thought that was a good put down, to be fair, from Simon, wasn't it? With Rachel quite there, right there. Um, but yeah, proper like jab to the ribs, that one, wasn't it? Oh, excellent. And then you get Lee stood at Dawn's desk and he's like, hey, Tim, Tim, have you done it yet? What, you be- if you give yeah. her one, I bet you bloody have. And Dawn's getting dead. Deep. He hasn't, he hasn't. She's yeah. tasting. She's like, I mean, he's saying it to his missus, like, oh, I'd give her one. She's tasty. She's attractive. He's just like, he has no respect for Dawn at all. The guy who plays Lee plays a great part in this. He's such a dick, isn't he? And you'd called him out in the first season as, you know, he's the real villain along with Finchie. Um, but I thought that moment was really uncomfortable. And, yeah. you know, Tim's saying, you know, I don't kiss and tell. Uh, actually, it probably doesn't say kiss and tell, does he? But he's got the old, you know, zipping his lips kind of uh, hand movement. And, yeah, Dawn's like... You know, not she's not wanting to engage, is she? But yeah, Lee, absolute bell end for just you know um, putting him on the spot like that. But Chris, <laughs> all of this is just the it's the hors d'oeuvres, it's the uh, it's the starter for the main course. And I have to say, 
this next scene is possibly for me it's up there with some of the great scenes out of like training day it's up there with chasers you know it, it is fantastic it's up there with the quiz it is david and he's teaching gareth how to roll with the punches if someone you know throws some uh hurtful words at you <laughs> and it says what's your name gonna be and he goes leroy throws him off straight away doesn't yeah. it he's talking about rolling with it but he's like use your real name yeah and that's the thing when he says roll with the punch here we go go throw some insults and he goes i don't know swindle lot don't respect you what <laughs> And he, and he completely, and then he wants to keep laughing at the heels on your shoes. <laughs> Nickname's Bluto. And he's like, what? Because he's the baddie out of Popeye. Why is he? And then Gareth does that like. Because of the like beard. The puffer, the puffer thing. <laughs> yeah, the beard. Because of his body. And David, I love his Gareth's reaction. Is when We've all done it, right? We can all say we're all stand-up people, but we've all got a little bit of word. At my place, Dave, everyone says, I've got a bit of word on the street. And everyone's like, if I tell you. Don't say anything. And every yeah. fucker knows within about fucking 15 minutes because somebody <laughs> loose lip sync ship sort of thing. And he literally gives him a bit of word on the street. And fucking next minute, Gareth's like, no, 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 no. And David, straight out, look, yeah. I didn't want you here. <laughs> but I've got his. And he starts saying, he's fucking body fascism. Oh, Dave, I was fucking crying at this bit. It's ridiculous. The whole, this whole segment is stupid. It's perfect, though. I mean, he comes out, he's clearly broken confidence with Gareth, so everyone knows that Gareth's dubbed, dubbed him in. Like. But he goes, rather than confronting everyone, because Gareth had said to him, you know, they'd come up with the, the nickname, but everyone's using it. So it was everyone, but he singles out the Swindon lot. He says, we're all big, one big happy family here. I didn't want you here, but now you're here well done <laughs> so it's like a terrible terrible thing for a boss to say but it's when he's talking about the body fascism and, and then uh, the guy in the background he's like didn't you used to call malcolm kojak yeah. <laughs> he's like it's, that was affectionate <laughs> and then he then it takes a turn doesn't it because he says well Maybe Mr. Toad's affectionate. It's like, who's Mr. Toad? And he's got a smile back then. He's like, who's Mr. Toad? You know, and that's you as well. And when he does the impression of him, he says, that's the face. That's the face again. Where he's puffing out his cheeks. But it's when he's really not happy. He's really hurt by these nicknames. But he's trying to pretend like it's water off a duck's back, I think he says. Chris, it's when he goes over to Keith. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. That is that is a HR investigation if I've ever seen one. <laughs> it's like it's like look at him. Maybe maybe start with him. And he's got glasses. <laughs> you know, let's take the Mickey out of him. Fatty fatty toad boy. <laughs> Honestly, Chris, oh I just God. never get bored of this scene. It is just so perfect. There are just so many bits of it. There is nothing wasted at all. Uh, it is just a brilliant scene. <laughs> he just walks off, doesn't he? He's like flabbergasted. Mr. Toad. 
Yeah, that Dave, that you've delivered that perfect. That's exactly how I because he knows he's fucked up speaking to Keith, so he's got to try and deflect it. And he? he's so clever the writing, but. Dave, we get Neil then talking to the blonde girl, the one who, you know, the one who's in the wheelchair he left yeah, in the fire yeah. escape. And she's like, he's like, is everything all right? And she goes, yeah, yeah. I'm not being paid this week. What? You're not being paid? No. Have you told David? Yeah, yeah, I've told it. Right. So he gets up. And actually, I'm saying about the fucking Bruce Lee bit and that. No, this is fucking probably my favourite. <laughs> he goes in there for business and we've all been there Dave at work where you know you're doing something you shouldn't and the boss has come in and you try and play it off like you know like you've <laughs> it's always the way you'd say you've had a really stressful day and you're actually working and then for that one minute you're like fuck it you know we, we've got a football at work now and again they'll start fucking booting the ball around the yard you can guarantee it'll be the moment that one of the directors one of the bosses walked through the yard you know it's always the way but he comes in and he's doing fucking sit-ups with Gareth <laughs> And gets up and he goes, working hard. He goes, working out. And he's just like not even bothered that Neil has walked in. And then fucking Neil's having a go at him. So you think, so that's, sorry, Gareth does the breathing thing, like the Tai Chi breathing. Yeah, he goes, yeah. <laughs> Stop. It's almost like, right, now you can start, Neil. We're done. <laughs> We're done. But what's so funny, and this is brilliant for, for the office, the way they do it. And I know they do it in the American one, which I've not watched a lot of, but... He's getting an absolutely, he's getting strips torn off him by Neil. Like, yeah. do you get, saying to Gareth, do you get paid? Do you get paid? Why is one of your staff telling me got paid? So you think Gareth's out the office at this point because it's just David and Neil and he's having a pop at him, Dave. And he comes, and I'm letting you say this because what line does he come up with? Because this is probably one of, up there in the top three or four lines of the office. Well, again, leading up to that, like I say, Neil's patience has pretty much run out with David, hasn't it? But David still doesn't really respect Neil as his boss. And so, you know, Neil's going on about the line goes where I want it to. And David's saying, oh, you know, he doesn't appreciate my methods. I could show you a graph of people versus task and, <laughs> you know, this, this, that and the other. And Neil says, well, I'm, I play golf and I'm performing how I want me to perform. And then David repeats the thing and he's like, no you'll perform how I want you to perform. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's doing well, Neil, isn't he? He's making sure, he's making clear who's the boss here and David's just not having anything. But then when he eventually, oh, what, what is the line that Neil says that, you know, eventually he puts his foot down? But whatever it is, David's like, ooh, you're hard. <laughs> <laughs> And then he does, he, he sort of goes to like fold his arms, you know, in a defensive way, but then he's sort of pointing to the camera as if Neil is the one who's playing up to the camera at this point. But um, I, th I think, what is it? Neil says something like, you're going to have to perform how I want you to perform. And if you don't increase your margin and your vol volume sales, then we're going to have to have a serious chat. I think that that's was it, it, wasn't it? That's it. Brilliant. No, Dave, that's it. Word for word. And, Neil storms out, so obviously David's looking at the camera. Fucking Gareth's been there the whole time, so that's giving him a shoulder massage. He's like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? And he's really like chopping his back. But it's, for me, what makes the scene is David's just looking at the camera. As Gareth yeah. is fucking massaging, he's got it's this very really weird, uncomfortable <laughs> massage, as is to say, I really, really enjoy this. And he's doing the old chopsticks on his fucking shoulder blades and everything. <laughs> It's fucking stupid, Dave. It's absolutely <laughs> stupid. But again, 
Dawn's sort of seen this stuff with Rachel. So we get to the next scene and she then goes over to Tim, but she's like touching him, isn't she? Like, oh, I'll see you later. She's getting the stuff ready yeah, to go with David. Yeah. It's, at the, it's like five o'clock at this point. She's ready to go. And, and she's like, oh, I'll see you later. And Tim sort of looks and then doesn't and carries on. But then when David comes out, he's got the fucking cap on backwards, the white T-shirt. And then starts saying about... That's too tight. It's too a two-pound job from Prime Arnie, that, Prime isn't Arnie, it? Yeah, it's a Prime Arnie. We saw it <laughs> earlier in the season. And then he's like, you know, uh, un- yeah, grab these, uh, 100 quid. And he's like, oh, I wonder what I get for 100 quid. I'll probably get everything. Not that I'm thinking it. And you're like, God, oh he just, my God. He's just digging and digging and digging, isn't he? Everything I should imagine. <laughs> not, not that I am. <laughs> it's just <laughs> oh Eventually, he does, he does stop. You know, he stops t- tying himself up in knots. and uh, But then he just drops the bag, doesn't he? So he, he's going to get... As much of his money's worth out of Dawn, isn't he? He's like carrying a fuck. What we found out later is his ghetto blaster. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because he ends up in the, the like the sort of green room, doesn't he? He meets yeah. a couple of the other guys who were doing it. And he's, he's talking to the, the ginger-haired lad and the woman. And he starts doing that shadow boxing <laughs> as he's telling him what he's got to do and all this. And it's just <laughs> fucking cringeworthy. Isn't even in it, Dave. And that's when he does the pictures, doesn't he? Can you, and he's lay there on the fucking side. He's his oh. fucking hands up. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, that woman, what brilliant is the girl who's with him, his partner, she's just like, holy fuck, what, what is going done? on here? <laughs> what have we done? And then he goes to like a vending machine and these two guys there who are the speakers, the two other guys, they're probably a little bit nervous or whatever. And he starts talking like he's hip, like because they're having a spliff, and he's like, "No, no, I can't have that. Get munchy, munchies." And he's pulling. Well, it's his it's stomach, the way it's delivered, it's the though. The guy who looks like Martin Clunes, he's like, "Ah, oh, just having a sneaky joint. Would you like some?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm on a diet." <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way he delivers it. And then after those words have left his mouth, he, he realizes, oh, that sounds a bit daft. And then that's when he goes on about going to Munchie City. I, I think it's brilliantly delivered by uh, David there. It just has me crying every time. Would you like a, a smoke? No, I'm on a diet. <laughs> oh, Dave, it's brilliant. And you know what makes that scene for me? The wink when he's going, he winks at them both yeah. like he's fucking yeah, too yeah. cool. I'll see you later. And then fucks <laughs> off. And, and obviously, you, you've been that. I'm sure loads of people listening have been in these situations where you go on these sort of training weekends or a training day and you have these like people come and speak, motivational mm-hmm. speakers, whether it's about a specific topic and that. But they always come out with this sort of like, it is just generic stuff. And they're probably getting paid. Like Davies getting £300 for this. It's like, that's the job that we all thrive for. I'd speak for three hours a day at £300 an hour, day. Fucking hell. minutes, Chris. Oh, in fact, yeah, 15 minutes, actually, David. Sorry, yeah, it's £1,200 an hour. You're right. Yep. Sorry, David, David told us that. But, but it is. And these two guys start off very clever, the writing. It's proper motivational bullshit DNA. When fucking David comes on, and they're dressed smartly, aren't they? Like they've got the shirt and tie on, and all the people are sat there quite engaged. I've got to say, though, the actors and actresses who are in this room, I've never seen them, but there's got to have been outtakes, Dave, because they are so fucking deadpan in that room. The big yeah. guy especially is just sat there like a pan of piss. His face like a pan of He's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but when David comes in and he, and he does that with the cat, he throws the cap, and then he goes, get out. 
Get out. Get the door. Here's the door. Get out. And I'm sat there. Even now, I'm, I'm cringing. I'm a, I can feel hairs on the back of my fucking neck. I feel so sorry for David. And he's talking about that, you know, fucking motivating them all. And they're all looking at him. And when he starts talking about the fucking the motivational wisdom, philosopher wisdom, Dave, and you're thinking, all right, it's going to be some fucking like legend. I mean, we've already had Ian Bofin, aren't he, as one of his inspirations because he doesn't like the selectors. And they're talking like, forwarded by Duncan Goodyear, <laughs> fucking swimmer, fucking brilliant. <laughs> What a legendary name from the past, honestly. Oh I mean, we, we're not bad at the old swimming these days, are we, in the Olympics and stuff? But we used to be crap. But Duncan Goodshoe was about the only decent swimmer we had for years in the 80s. But, you know, you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have had him as your source. He's not your go-to guy for collective meditations, is he? Oh, my it's God. Like, Oi, Brent, you're a success. You've achieved your goals. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a brilliant one. But, again, this, this verbal diarrhea that he falls into, and he's talking about, well, you know, always look on the bright side is, is kind of what the essence of what he's trying to talk about. But then he starts talking about if you've got no arms and legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck me, <laughs> Dave. But I'd, sooner, but I'd sooner be dead if I had yeah. no arms and legs. But I'm not saying that people like that should be put down. And you're like, oh, David, stop. Stop. stop Fucking hell. It's just... Oh, that, and I know, it's, I know it's a character, but you watch it and we know... You've been in situations where you've either done it yourself or you've watched people absolutely die when they're doing these fucking training days and stuff. There, you honestly, yeah. I've seen it so many times trying to crack a joke, and everyone's like, Am I supposed to laugh at this? What? And then you look around the room like, Well, if I laugh, no one else is going to laugh. You know, and, and honestly, <laughs> it's sensational. And when he starts doing the laughing policeman and starts oh, laughing, oh my word. And, and Dawn's looking at him like, this hundred quid is not fucking worth my life yeah. to be here. She's like, I, I had a school reunion and this woman come and all that. And she's going on about this successful friend of hers. I didn't go though. I didn't go. And then it pans back to David and he's just like, and he says to him, make like a banana and split and then put simply the best on. It is unfucking believable <laughs> This is exit, though. I mean, the thing with make like a banana and split, we've just done Back to the Future 3, haven't we, where yeah. Mad Dog Tannen <laughs> comes out with the lines and gets them slightly wrong, you know, I'm going to hunt you down like a duck. <laughs> just <laughs> having this silly throwaway line that no one's impressed by or laughing at at all. That, was, that laughter seemed to go on for ages, didn't it? And not a single person was like, laughing at all and i agree there must be plenty of outtakes there because that must have been hard i don't know if these guys are actual actors or i'm assuming they must have filled them out with extras uh but it was just fantastically cringeworthy but it's he's going like i've been david brent and just remember you've been the best <laughs> And then it starts off, you're the best. And he gets up and he's doing the clapping. He wants everyone. He thinks he's on stage. He thinks he's like in a stadium at Wembley or something. And everyone should be like doing the clapping with him. Oh, <laughs> everyone's Dave. just fucking not doing, not taking him up at all. And he legs it out. And then the girl, you know, one of the partners who'd hired him sort of turns it off. And he comes back, doesn't he? He's like... D who stopped that? Don't do that. 
<laughs> it's fantastic. Chris, this, again, it is an iconic moment, isn't it? I think when I think back to some of those, you know, just off the top of my head, having David Brent in his tight Primark top there uh, doing the clapping uh, is one that I think back to a lot. Oh, I, I mean, it's the way the shirt's tucked in, Dave, with the fucking shit. <laughs> no no mate trainers he's got on. He's got on the fucking Woolworth special trainers, the goaler or whatever he's got on. But when he goes into the back room and he's absolutely bouncing off the wall, isn't he? And they come back in and he says to the fucking guy, he goes, I was worried I didn't have it. And I'm just like, <laughs> holy shit. But when she walks in... And that's a meme. I've I've sent it to yeah. you in the past. The fucking stomach. <laughs> he holds the stomach up talking to her. And then fucking sprays Paul Dawn in the face with deodorant, Dave. And he's like, we've got the pub. Oh, Dave. <laughs> and he's like, we've got to go to the pub. And he gets his money. And it's just, it's on me. Drinks on me. And they're not interested. He's like a little yeah. giddy kid. It's just ridiculous. But what, what frames the whole episode, and it's all little things that they do, is it's Dawn having to clear up all the stuff, the cable yeah. sticking out of the bottom of the bag. She doesn't give a fuck about it. And David's off and he like, he's just like, he's fucking, uh, what's he called? Um, Tony Robbins. And he's just done a, a motivational speech <laughs> in front of thousands of people. It's brilliant. He didn't even get a clap off anybody. No. And, and they just want him gone. And, uh, you know, he's trying to get him out for a drink, isn't he? Have, uh, invite him out for a curry. I mean, He's not going to have much change out of 200 quid, you wouldn't have thought, would he? Nip out for a curry, a few beers, which is what he wants to do. He's paid off Dawn with 100 quid, you know, so he's not going to have too much change going out. But the one where he's holding his stomach in, what I noticed this time is just before she walks in, Gervais does push his stomach out a bit more, you know, Ah, so it it really accentuates how much of a gut he's got and then she walks in and he he sucks it in and he's he puts the shoulders back doesn't he like he's fucking uh, arnie <laughs> and it's just <laughs> the timing is perfect i i can only think they must have done that scene a few times because the the timing is just too perfect for it it's brilliant it's absolutely sensational and again dave you're right We've gone through this, so we're 10 episodes in now, aren't we? We've done 10 episodes across the two series, and every one, I'm discovering stuff that I've either forgotten about or things I've never noticed before, and I've watched it loads of times, but it's just, I love talking to you about it because we all come from it from different perspectives, but the ultimate goal is it's just absolutely amazing show. Yeah, it absolutely is. And Chris, what would you say is your favourite moment from this episode? Well, I did jump a little bit early, Dave, with the Bruce Lee comment. It's got to be the sit-ups. It's got to be. I've been involved in so many of them things where I've walked in and the boss is out and we're either playing darts or we're playing football or we're fucking around fighting or something and you're just like, busy then, lads. We've all been there. Oh, you know, like you've got to roast him because there's no productivity and someone's just pissing about. So it's got to be that, Dave. It's just the comedy of the fact that David... And Gareth are not even bothered that Neil's coming. They're not like jumping up petrified. They're just like working out, healthy mind. and That, for me, makes the whole episode. So what about yourself? For me, it is the the whole scene with the fatty, fatty toad boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's the fact that it starts off and David is prepping himself and he's trying to also uh, show off a little bit to Gareth, you know, under the guise of mentoring him. 
about how you roll with the punches and, you know, if people throw insults at you. And he's just so hurt. But the fact that it's it's not just that he's put out that he's got these uh, nicknames that, that aren't too, too flattering. I mean, I, I wouldn't have said, you know, the Toad was the ugliest of all amphibians myself. But, you know, David obviously thinks that. But it's when he, he's trying to praise the fact that uh you know how it's water off a duck's back and it clearly isn't and when he gets called out because he used to call malcolm kojak you know remember series one where he's slapping him on the head benny hill yeah. style <laughs> it's when he goes over to keith and he's like we'll start on him at least look he's got glasses as well call him fatty fatty toad boy i just love it chris i don't get bored of it and every single time i'm just crying laughing the delivery on it is perfect yeah brilliant dave absolutely brilliant and and i want to thank everybody because i was actually looking at how many people have downloaded and listened to the show, Dave, since we've started this? Obviously, we're going back now, what, three, four months now? Absolutely brilliant. We, we can't thank you enough, guys, for just, you know, supporting us on Twitter and, you know, through the reviews, just through the downloads as well. Thank you so much. And we, it's just purely a passion project for me and Dave. We podcast every day on our other shows. So this is just us being self-indulgent. And it's the fact that we've got so many people who love The Office and love listening to us. So thank you. We we really, really appreciate it. No, it is absolutely awesome. And yeah, we've only got a couple of episodes left on Series 2 now. Of course, we'll have the Christmas specials as well, a couple of those, and then we'll finish off with Life on the Road. Now, Chris, how can everyone get in contact with us? Well, guys, on social media, at back to the off that's back to off back to the off uh, no oh, and a hate and a, and a the in the middle dave yeah get that right chris fucking hell back to the off uh, <laughs> if you want to email us back to the office podcast at gmail.com please get them in we haven't really had any emails dave we've had loads of interaction on twitter so if someone wants any comments and feedback on what we do or any stories in relation to what's happened in some of the shows then please contact us we'll definitely read them out and if you do like the show please Drop us a review in your podcast catching up, guys. It'll just have myself and Dave get out there to more people and hopefully more people who love a bit of Ricky Gervais in the office will get, uh, have a chance to listen to what we do. So absolutely brilliant, mate. Awesome. I'm going to have to reach out to Max as well because we did say we'd, we'd have to get him on an episode. And, of course, you know the next episode, Chris, is the dance. Yes. The infamous I, dance, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I've had a story sat in my back pocket since we started this podcast. And whether it, it's funny, I don't know, but to me, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So yeah, I can't wait to talk about that one. <laughs> I think we're, we're probably going to have a story from the same moment in the episode, I think. But um, Chris, it has been a pleasure again. I've been Dave Horrocks, and you've been the best. <laughs> I'll speak to you next time. <laughs> Bye.